Welcome, everyone. I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. And this is show 11. Show 11. More important, this is the Easter podcast. Easter podcast! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We get to say the H word. Or A. Is it A? Well, hallelujah or hallelujah. I've always said hallelujah. I'm a hallelujah kind of guy. Okay. I'm down with that. Are you a hallelujah? I'm an hallelujah kind of guy. Oh, interesting. Because that's typically what we say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, awkward. Either one works. Um. Anyway, welcome to the finish line. We did it. We did Lent. Check. Yes. Mark. Uh, it feels great. And mm-hmm. gosh, oh, there's a smile on my face. I can't <laughs> help it. It's I'm just spiritually there. renewed. I don't it's know about good. the rest of you, but I'm ready to go. Um. And and the best vein and appropriately so. Let's start with. Pope tweet. Pope tweet. The most recent Pope tweet. Short, sweet, and amazingly profound. Each encounter with Jesus changes our life. That's it. And he drops the mic and walks out of the room. (laughs) I love Pope Francis. The guy's... Man, he's a saint. It is really good. Like, I was thinking about that. I saw that... Not that long ago, and I'm like, huh, does it? I I think it does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, I think, I think it's, he's a great pope, and Jesus is obviously a, a great leader and <laughs> savior, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, well, it's, it's just, div- like, if we're called, like, our eternal, like, journey ends like with union, perfect union with Christ in heaven, then every time we have just a little encounter with him in prayer or at the mass when we receive the Eucharist in us, like that's going to change us for the better every single time. And that's, ah, it's just awesome. It's a taste of heaven every time we pray or read scripture. And it might not be much. It might just be a little sliver, but it does. And it sure enough does change you. So... Um, very cool. Pope tweets. Pope tweets, done. Uh, one exciting event that just happened to Sean and I, uh, we had the pleasure of talking to Travis Meekum of the Knights of Columbus here at St. Anne. And um, here's what they had to say. Okay, so on today's podcast, we have a really special guest. We have Travis Meekum here with us, um, who is a Knight of Columbus, and he's kind of new to St. Anne's, more or less. Um, Travis, tell us a little bit about yourself, sort of how you came about here at St. Anne. And Well, I've, uh, I joined the Catholic Church officially last year at Easter Vigil, yeah. uh, but I've kind of uh, grown up Catholic all my life. We were the only non-Catholic family in a Catholic town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, I spent a lot of time with the priest, got some good formation from him. And uh, when I came down here, I commented to someone that I wanted to be, I'd always wanted to be a Catholic priest, and here I am. Um, so, uh joined Knights of Columbus right after uh, confirmation last year at Easter Vigil. Uh, Knights of Columbus is an amazing organization. It's a fraternal organization. So you're not just joining a group of guys. It's more like a brotherhood. Um, we look out for each other. Uh, there's a lot of camaraderie. Uh, we really 
go all out for special events to help the community. But more than that, we're dedicated to our parish and to our parish priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do what we can to support charitable functions. Uh, we just had our shrimp dinner. Thank you, everyone, by the way. It was a great success. Uh, we had almost 400 people show up in two hours. That was impressive. Um, and everyone said the shrimp was great. So uh, thank you for that. Right now we're working on a fundraiser to sell mulch. Um, in the fall we do leaf raking. Uh, they're all, there's always something going on in nights. Uh, they're right now outside as we speak, cleaning up the parish grounds to get ready for Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday. And then afterwards, of course, we're going to have a cookout uh, with some fellowship and some camaraderie there. Uh, so nights are never at a loss to know how to have a good time, but also to keep our eye on the ball, which is, above all things, charity. So... I mean, that's obviously the Knights are really active here at St. Anne, which we is really beautiful. Are. And I think they're active at most parishes. It's, I mean, I've read recently that, I don't remember who said off the top of my head, but really that the Knights are one of the most faithful organizations in the Catholic Church and that, you know, some organizations can, can have a real ardent love of Christ and sometimes that can wane and, and wax. Um, but the Knights have always sort of stood strong and faithful to really the mission of Christ and standing up for the priests and, and for life in a way. Oh, exactly. Um, but so we're really active here. But for you personally, like, what have you maybe gotten out of sort of your time with the Knights, or how has it helped your faith? Or, um, well, without I, I can't violate the, uh, you know, what we do to go through the different degrees. Yeah, I will say that within the year that I've been a Knight, I've gone all the way up to fourth degree, which is the highest you could go. Um, fourth degree is patriotic, uh, so it's more for the country and the church. Um, but all of the other things that I've done in nights, you know, I've never been at a loss to be just amazed at how generous Knights of Columbus are to members of the parish, uh, to those in need, and to the needs of the parish. And it's great to be involved with someone like that, with a group like that. Yeah. So we have a captive audience here. You have a captive audience. <laughs> why should someone join the Knights? Or why should a man, I guess, join the Knights? Why should a man join the Knights? It is, that's a tough question. Uh, It's also a very easy one. Uh, As a Catholic gentleman, being a member of Knights of Columbus will give you the opportunities to participate in things that you may not have otherwise ever dreamed you would be doing. Um, You know, the color guard that we had at Confirmation uh, is just an example. Um, That is always impressive to see the color guard or the honor guard. Uh, when you look at the things that knights do, you could be a part of that. Uh, you don't have to do everything, obviously. You can't see me in a podcast, but I'm not one to go out raking leaves. Uh, but there are other activities that I can do, like the food drive, um, like helping with the shrimp dinner. Um, so you can you can choose what activities you're involved with, but it gets you out there in the community, and it introduces you to a really good group of uh, core group of Catholic men and gentlemen that you can call on at a moment's notice. It's a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always have that support network. And one of the founding principles of Knights of Columbus is to look after uh, Catholic families. Great. Well, um, that was awesome. I, that was a, a great insight into 
the world of the Knights of Columbus, and mm-hmm. and we hope that you learned something. And and uh, it, please join if if you're at all interested. And it sounds appealing. Are you going to join, Jay? I I'm thinking about it. Maybe not this year, but I mm-hmm. think and sometime in my life, you will refer to me as Knight Jay Romy. <laughs> Sir. Sir <laughs> Knight J. Romy, fourth degree. Okay. Yep. Get re- you might as well start printing it up because it's going to happen. The plaque and yeah. name badge. Uh-huh. Cool. Anyway. Um, so it's Easter. We're Easter. in Easter season, and it's just like this one huge, long, perpetual celebration. So, I mean, it's awesome. So we're going to talk. I mean, I mean, Lent was a long sort of drudgery but for a beautiful end. And really, I mean, if every encounter with Jesus changes us, then hopefully every day, every sort of action that you did during Lent was also an encounter with Christ and helped change you. Uh, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about that a little bit to Jay. And today, Jay? What? It does rhyme. But to Jay. No, uh, really, uh, this will be a good chance for Sean and I to open up and tell our story of Lent and what it meant to us. And um, if it's all right, can I kick it off? And yeah. just kind of, I, I know we're, we're going not really off of script, but we're, this is us. So um, I'm, I'm not holding any punches. Um, so Lent 2014 was really kind of a, a good one for me. It was, it was great, one, because of this podcast. Yeah. And and Shaw, I've never in my life had somebody pick my penance for me, and and, and <laughs> going through it at first it sounded like oh that's fun and cute and whatever which what in case cute. you in case you're it's not cute but you know it's just a like clever care bear cute it's not care bear cute but Shaw <laughs> he picked for me in case you haven't heard um, I have to park. I was very notorious for, like, even making up my own parking spots, getting as close to the door as possible. And then for my uh, Lenten uh, sacrifice, I would park the furthest away and pray for the person who got my spot. Now, after 40-plus days of doing... No, 40 days of doing this, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it it got to the point where I, it became a habit, where I would be going to the grocery store and I wouldn't even have to think about it. I'm like, Shh, to the back. And um, there's some times where I'm like, well, I know I'm at the back, so I'm going to start praying. And <laughs> like at, at Hy-Vee, where the parking lot is huge. You can't ever get a close spot anyway. I know, you can't ever get the <laughs> close spot anyway. But I'm like, you know what? Why not, you know, do a quick jog? <laughs> It'll speed things up. So I, I would jog, pray, and and um, it was not a terrible thing. It, it taught me patience for sure. And praying for the unknown person was kind of at first is like, I hope they have a good day, you know, and I hope they laugh today and they do ha- they work hard today or something. But after, you know, 40 days, it kind of evolved and uh, it was like, seriously, there is a real person there and, and I hope that 
that his struggles or her struggles or um, something, you know, would really get solved and there it was meaningful and um i i think i kind of laughed at this the last time i said this but and it was kind of funny but where i normally park uh <laughs> at my work somebody slipped out of park ended up rear ending my parking spot and because of lint i was not there and so i inadvertently prayed for him already on my way into church or not church into work and um it was just kind of like what are the odds of that ever happening <laughs> and uh it turned out to be i mean it's it turned out to be a really cool penance and and it's something that kept me ever mindful so yeah yeah that's that's kind of the way that um i looked at it and then, and then because of Lent, I will say Sundays are great. <laughs> like uh, in the sacrifice, I'm like, it's Sunday. I'm I'm going to go straight to Chipotle and park the closest I can. And, uh, and it just kind of felt like an extra little celebration. Like, yes, Sunday. So, um, yeah, that, that's been kind of my synopsis on Lent 2014. Awesome. Awesome. So always, I was always thinking about this. I, for some reason you were in my mind every time I went to like hy V or went to a place like that. Cause I, you know, you always, it's just like human nature. You're going to hunt for that perfect spot. You're like, really? The other spot over there was like two steps farther away. But I have that same mentality. I feel like a lot of people do, but since I gave you that penance, I felt bad. I'm like, ah, oh, but what about the old lady who's probably driving in behind me who could have used that short spot? So I'm like, ah, dang it, I guess I should park a little bit farther away too. So your penance became my penance a little bit too, Jay. <laughs> oh, really? Which is kind of fun. I mean, it wasn't all the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, maybe I should have been more charitable. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Lent is, it's, I guess, maybe a good thing that it's sort of different in a new way every year. And having no screens, I mean, there's other things I did for Lent, but really focusing on that, like no screens after nine was a big thing. I mean, I have different hours here at St. Anne and sometimes get off work late or early. And um, so being able to go home, hang out with my family and my two kids and my wife and sort of playing with them and being really being active in the family life and dinner and then putting them to bed, all that kind of stuff. After long days, it's just like everyone's to bed it's time to just like power down and veg and i just we just i think me and my wife both kind of got in the cycle of like ah it's nine o'clock oh, okay let's put on a show and just like think about nothing right because all day long you're thinking about do, you're just doing all of this stuff and your mind's going a mile and just thousand miles a minute all the time so it's nice to power down but then come Lent, like oh geez <laughs> like how do i power down and it became, at first, it was really hard. Just, okay, well, I'm going to, phys- I had to physically turn off my phone and just like put it in my room because normally I keep it always on me. And it's just, I, it's always there. I can check it, whatever's going on, whether it's Twitter or what the forecast is tomorrow. Like, I have to know what's going on. But being able to power that down, and at first it was hard. I'd still pull it out and like, why isn't my phone dead? Like, do I need a new phone? Oh, it's, oh, I turned it off. It's lent. And, it eventually it sort of changed in that, and it was it was easy to sort of okay, well, I don't need to just turn into a zombie at night and watch a show or something and power down and 
watch you know check out what the forecast is tomorrow because who cares if it's going to be 60 or 65 i don't know why that's important but it was for some reason (laughs) so sort of coming out of that and it made me read a lot more and i have a hard time like okay well after a certain time at night reading is a hard thing but i started reading a lot more and it became more thoughtful and just uh, I, i guess you know i can interact with my family while they're awake especially my my girls but after they go to bed like almost forgetting about them, but being able to read more and sort of yeah, just assess where I'm at in life and like, okay, and our family is growing and not everyone necessarily knows here at the parish, but we're pregnant with our third child now. And, you know, being able to think about that more, like what is that, uh, where, what are we doing sort of spiritually as a family? And um, it was cool to sort of think about that more than just, well, my kids are awake and you're, you know, you're, you know, you're listening to Doc McStuffins as all other parents out there are probably very aware of Doc McStuffins, but it sort of takes over our life. Um, but just sort of thinking about how to interact with them without all that noise going on and, and meditating on what it means to be a father and a parent um, and a husband while there's quiet and peace going on. That you know, We sort of missed that in our life, that quietness, and it allowed me to, to think about that and sort of meditate on that more, which is a, a beautiful opportunity. So thank you for that, Jay. It was, <laughs> yes, it was awesome welcome. to have... Um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of Lent, I guess, maybe for you, for me. And if I can just add this in there, my daughter, my oldest daughter is three and a half. And I don't, I don't think that kids should necessarily have to like do penances for Lent, but we're like, Hey, like if our daughter wants, she could choose something, maybe like, Hey, do you want to, so we can focus, help her focus a little bit more on, on Christ, sort of her love for Jesus during Lent. So I said, hey, is there something you want to give up? And she actually chose herself that she wanted to give up chocolate for Lent. Like, whoa. Uh, do you, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how long 40 days is? Because she has no concept of time. Oh, wow. The kids have no concept. But like, okay, like, okay, we're going to do this and stuff. And she was like, really good. And there was one point, I think maybe, let's say 15 days into Lent, for some reason I, I was driving them around. I'd picked them up from their grandparents and I, I tossed, I don't know, I'm a horrible parent, tossed Oreos in the back seat and like, here, have a little snack. And she kind of just quiet back there for a long time. And she kind of handed it back to me. She's like, Daddy, I gave up chocolate for Lent. I can't have this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're making me cry. I'm so proud. <laughs> but it was kind of cool. So she she always looked forward to Sundays, and we got chocolate donuts after Mass. And anyway. That's awesome. So that was that was my three-and-a-half-year-old's Lent. And she, she powered through, and she was really proud of herself. And I was proud of her. So. <laughs> Wow. I hope you got a lot of chocolate for Easter. Yes, lots of chocolate. Too much <laughs> chocolate, as did I. <laughs> oh, funny. Funny. Um, now, it is springtime. Yes. And with Easter, is springtime. And I know it sounds like a terrible rhyme, but let's think about springing forward. It's a pun. See, spring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a double meaning. Uh <laughs> Anyway, um, so Lent's over, but how are we springing forward as a Catholic? Yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about this little friend, like how, I mean, Lent is really the hardcore, like focusing on that, but it shouldn't necessarily end there. Not necessarily we have to keep our penances going all the time. I mean, if you choose to, that's great, but but hopefully we're sort of taking things up to up another notch maybe yeah. and springing forward that sort of new growth. And for me, I was thinking about this and like, where's that new growth coming in? I think it's I think it's really coming as my family grows. Uh, that growth comes in there, and going to Benedictine College, a lot of great theology professors there. But one of them, Doctor Sri, who's no longer there, but um, a great professor, um, 
when he was pregnant with or they were pregnant with one of their kids he's like you know i have my next submission coming like this kid is another submission i'm like what that's kind of a weird way of looking at it he's like but right like every kid you get is just another like pushing towards god's like mission like his mission for your life the sub sort of under god's mission right so every kid you get is supposed to make you holier and a better person so I'm like okay well how does that really work um but i mean i think it's really true i mean it's kind of weird as you kind of go along and like i have these little souls i'm supposed to take care of and i'm supposed to get these little souls to heaven and that's a really scary thought like I, it's hard enough to do it myself but i also have my family take care of my little girls and now our, our new little boy that's coming um but there, so now I have three submissions and I guess three times the opportunity to become holy every day and to push them towards holiness. Um, and sort of this like, well, it, being a parent, every little, every kid that comes along makes you that much more like exponentially humbler. Huh. And like that may, that I may decrease and he may increase. How can I really push uh, myself um, as second and my kids and wife as, as first and God as first. And, um, I think it's fun that my, my oldest daughter now is really, uh, starting to pay attention more, I guess, at mass and sort of, sort of recognize things that are going on. And, you know, sometimes she'll walk up at communion and cross her arms or I'll hold her hand. And she's really started asking about the Eucharist now, like, oh, Jesus, uh, wait, that's Jesus, and how come I can't receive, how come I can't eat the bread? And like, well, it's not bread, it's right, it's really Jesus Christ. And, and I'm like, well, I believe this. How do you explain this to a three-and-a-half-year-old? Like, I, a, I taught theology deep, to high school yeah. students for a while, and that, it's one thing to use theological language, but for a three-and-a-half-year-old, how do you... You would think it's similar. Yeah, but no, no, not at all. Not like, you're not going to burst their brain. Like, it's we're at the level of like, hey, I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me. Like, how do you explain that Jesus is in the bread and wine, Yeah, and that he's inside of you and so it's it's cool that she's like well i want that that's really fun like i can have jesus inside of me so it's five years yeah <laughs> so just interesting sort of yeah that's for me like how i'm sort of pushing forward and how do i form little souls and not sort of i guess over theologicalize dogmatize things and really bring it down to a very a beautiful basic fundamental level of like God loves you and wants the best mm-hmm. for you, and so do your parents. And I don't know. Well, Sean, that's you, where I'm at. <laughs> you took the best answer because my spring forward answer was is it's a lot lamer. <laughs> it, I learned during during the Fridays of Lent, eating meat free, not that big a deal. It's yeah. kind of cool. Um, and one thing I noticed, I was given the opportunity. There was a at work. There was uh, a catered meal and it was lasagna there was veggie lasagna and normal lasagna i said you know what meat veggies weren't ever that bad i think i'm going <laughs> veggie just because i mean it looked great just on fridays to clarify no well i i chose this on my own and it was like a wednesday i know it was it was one of those things i'm like you know a little less meat in my life wouldn't be terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll still eat plenty okay. of meat. But I thought you were like coming a little No, I'm not, I'm not going to go veggie. But, you know, just, just the real, it, yeah, like I'm just meat. kind of opening it all up. You know, if I, and you know what it means if you have a veggie uh, 
meat lunch, that means double meat supper. So, oh, yeah. I didn't know you could do that. It's amazing. Okay. So still in canon law, I mean, maybe some of our wiser, not necessarily older parishioners are aware that they used to always not, I mean, every Friday was always uh, a meat-free day. Really? Only, yeah. only in recent times now have we just moved that to just Lent, that just the Fridays in Lent are meat-free. Mm. But it's actually still in canon law that... Um, Fridays are a day of penance, and really it's supposed to be still meat-free. Um, for some reason, we've kind of, I guess, maybe mellowed that out and said, like, well, you can do maybe kind of any penance on a Friday. So if giving up meat is not uh, a, a practical possibility for you, you could every Friday pray a rosary or add extra prayer or whatever maybe on a Friday. So it's a day of penance. But we are actually still strongly encouraged as Catholics to every Friday still abstain from meat. So really, bravo for you if you're going to keep that up. Well, you know, I don't mean to be big-headed about it. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I choose the veggie lasagna, and it was delicious. <laughs> On a Wednesday, but On yes. On a Wednesday. Um, but cool. anyway, yeah, yeah, that's kind of uh, the summary of Lent. Way to go, everybody that participated. Yay! Yay. Um, wrapping up. There's a couple quick, fun things. Um, there's a 5K coming up. Uh, this one's called Blisters for Sisters, and that's May 3rd, 2014. Uh, I hear about this a lot every year. Mm-hmm. What is it for? And it's, it's for only the 16 days to, li- to sign up. Yeah, it's, it's for the sisters. And uh, what's amazing, this is all kind of local greater Kansas City. But these sisters serve over 3 million people in the area annually. Uh, And they don't care who the people are. They don't care religious, whatever. If they need help, they're there for them. So we are helping the sisters help others. Um, so and all so the money from the five k goes to them. Goes to them. Cool. But is there a also, couple different like orders of sisters, or is it just one? No, it's well, it's the attending. Um, what was it? All monies from the walk or or run are divided among religious communities participating in the walk or run. Well, so it's just kind of a hey, let's get together and fundraise. Awesome. So um, yeah, it's definitely if you can walk, that's great. If you can run, that's better. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think there's a couple more coming up. It's kind of the 5K season. Yes, I know you are going on. Yeah. About... Also, there's the CYO, which lots of people are maybe if you have kids from the, the Catholic Youth Organization runs all the the sports for the elementary schools and some high school sports as well. Just this year, they're starting an inaugural 5K. Um, so it's for families as well. So it's not just for your kids, but the whole family is welcome out there. And that's on May 31st. So a little more, more time to train if you want to. But you can also walk or run, whatever. There's competitive divisions. Um, and there's also going to be awards for each parish. So they're going to break off little groups. For, oh, really? So St. Michael or Ascension or St. Anne can all compete. And they're going to give awards for like the fastest in St. Anne and the well. that kind of stuff. So. I can run a 26-minute 5K, Shaw. <laughs> Good. Thank so you. we're going to dominate this 5K. If if everybody else is worse than that. <laughs> really, I think that's middle schoolers can run about that. But um, now I'm I'm learning how to run still. So <laughs> anyway. <It's, laughs> anyway, so register for that one. It's cyojwa.org. 
There you go. And Google blisters for sisters. I yeah. love puns. It's hard to forget that one. That one's yeah, awesome. It is really fun. <laughs> Do you have to run shoeless? Uh, blisters are required. Okay. So you can wear maybe just like really old socks. So it's like every blister you get, you've sprung a soul from purgatory. Or I don't know. An angel gets its wings. <laughs> getting weird now, Shaw. Um, anyway, moving on. We're at the end of the show. How about that? So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, Facebook, Twitter, hit us up. If you are a part of a group at here at St. Anne and want to be featured on the show or want to come and talk like Travis did, we would love it. Or if you don't want to be featured, we still want you. And everyone else wants to hear about what you're doing. Yeah. So We might even provide a special, super secret snack for you. <laughs> so anyway, little incentive. Yeah. That's the carrot. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Jay. I'm Shaw. God bless.